At every turn, we'll be making progress. And progress is not just moving ahead. Progress is dreaming and working and building a better way of life. The big dinosaurs have been shut out. They're back, 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 gone, extinct. The big dinosaurs have left the planet. We have had a long history. Much of it has been recorded in this fashion. Little orange bird, little orange bird, in the sunshine tree. He needs persuasion, mates. Fire at will. W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host. Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 119 for the week of May 17th, 2009. Thank you for tuning in once again. We are going to start off the show with some news from Walt Disney World, including big news from D23, new pass holder offers, and new characters now appearing at Disney's Hollywood Studios. This week's Walt Disney World Top 10 may be one of the most interesting yet, as passion and opinion may make you either strongly agree or question our list as Tim Foster and I give you the top 10 Walt Disney World attraction theme songs. Join us as we go through each of the parks and examine some of the best music from attractions past and present. I'll have a new Walt Disney World trivia contest this week where not only is the prize very unique, but there will be more than one winner who's going to get to experience a very special kind of prize. I'll play more of your voicemails at the end of the show, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. In this week's Walt Disney World news, the big news this week is coming out of D23, and I, for one, am excited and happy to hear about what's happening for Disney's official fan community. For as expected, they are beginning to roll out a series of members-only events in addition to the D23 Expo in California later this fall. And the best news is that they'll be taking place around the country. Because D23, the official community for Disney fans, announced last week its Summer 2009 Special Events Calendar that includes very special screenings and going behind the scenes with Mary Poppins, to visiting the legendary Walt Disney Studios and the Walt Disney Archives, and also the opportunity to be among the very first to experience the all-new Walt Disney Family Museum. These are available only to charter members of the D23 community, and again, these are amazing, unforgettable opportunities that were previously unavailable to guests anywhere. I will put a link in the show notes to an article listing all of the Summer 2009 Charter member-only special events, but I want to run through just a couple of highlights for you. The first is May 28th, and it's called Up All Night at Hollywood's El Capitan Theater. This free event will allow D23 members to be among the first to see the new Disney Pixar film Up. There's also going to be a special pin trading event, as well as an all-new Disney stage show and a screening of the new Disney Pixar short, Partly Cloudy, obviously all associated with the highly anticipated 
release of Up. Just three days later, on May 31st, Walt Disney World fans rejoice because the fun now comes to the East Coast because as part of the flower and fireworks celebration at Epcot, D23 is going to celebrate its members in all 50 states and more than 25 countries as they start the evening at the America Gardens Theater with reserved seating for the Flower Power Concert Series starring the legendary Tony Orlando, minus Dawn. And they're going to close off the Flower and Garden Festival by heading over to a VIP location to mix and mingle with fellow D23 members over desserts and coffee as you enjoy Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. This event, just like the Up All Night event at Hollywood's El Capitan, both of these are completely free. Obviously, you need park admission to Epcot, but both events, again, free to charter members. June 24th, the magic takes place up on Broadway, as D23's supercalifragilistic night on Broadway allows D23 members to celebrate the 1,000th performance of Mary Poppins on Broadway with premium seats, special merchandise discounts, and an opportunity to stay after the show for a special behind-the-scenes experience at the historic New Amsterdam Theater in New York City. Members are also going to receive the recently released two-disc Mary Poppins 45th Anniversary Special Edition DVD courtesy of Walt Disney Studios Home Entertainment. And on that same day, if you can't make it to New York City, the magic is also going to take place in Chicago as Mary Poppins, who recently blew into the Windy City on March 25th, is going to also have a special event with, again, premium seats, discounts, a complimentary souvenir program, and also the same type of behind-the-scenes experience as well as the 45th anniversary DVD. On June 27th, you can watch The Lion King on the world-famous Las Vegas Strip at the Mandalay Bay Resort, and D23 members, again, get premium seating as well as a behind-the-scenes experience, again, exclusive to D23 members. And next is the big one on the schedule as far as I'm concerned. It takes place twice, June 27th and August 15th. It is D23 Day at the Walt Disney Studios and Archives. This is going to be a rare, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for D23 members to enjoy a two-hour guided tour of the Walt Disney Studios and the Walt Disney Archives hosted by the D23 and Disney Archives staff. These are the only two dates available for the summer 2009 calendar. Space is very, very limited. Again, the dates are June 27th, August 15th, and the cost for these amazing tours is completely free. More details and availability on when this is going to open up coming soon. July 17th, D23 is going to present Disneyland USA as you can go and celebrate Disneyland's 54th anniversary with a special screening of Walt Disney's recently restored People and Places featurette featuring Disneyland USA as well as a panel discussion featuring Imagineer Tony Baxter, Disney legend and chief archivist Dave Smith, and Disney Studios film archivist Ed Hobelman. That's going to take place at Disneyland Team Disney Anaheim Theater, and it's also going to be followed by a D23 member reception. Finally, on the schedule, date to be determined, the Walt Disney Family Museum preview in San Francisco, California. That is going to be a special preview hosted by the museum's executive director, Richard Benefield. Dates for that are going to be released soon. But the Walt Disney Family Museum is going to celebrate the life and achievements of the man who raised animation to an art 
really transformed the film industry, tirelessly pursued innovation, and really created the magic that we all so very much enjoy. Now, to find out more about D23's Summer 2009 special events calendar, including admission, how to register, you can visit disney.com slash D23 and click on the Expo and Events tab. Of course, all events are subject to change without notice, and there's different admission fees, registration processes. They may require advanced reservations due to space. Again, stay tuned to disney.com slash D23. But, but, that's not it, because D23 is delivering even more with a summer 2009 charter members-only special contest. Because in addition to all the amazing special events I just mentioned, this summer, one lucky D23 member and a guest are going to have the chance to win a getaway package to see the Lion King in Las Vegas, including two nights accommodation at the Mandalay Bay Resort and much more. To enter, D23 members are being asked to tell us what they love most about the Lion King in 300 words or less. To find a complete list of rules, regulations, more information, again, visit Disney.com slash D23 starting early June. Again, I'll put links to all these in this week's show notes. And much like D23, membership elsewhere does have its privileges because there are new passholder offers for Disney World annual passholders. And be sure and check your Mickey monitor or the Disney World annual passholder website to find out more about the technical demonstration of pyrotechnics used on Disney property from 4 to 5 p.m. June 20th at Disney's Wide World of Sports. That's presented by A Blast with Brad. That's Brad Sicotti from Disney's pyrotechnics team. Second, set your alarm for the World of Disney Passholder Sale, 6.30 a.m. Yikes, June 6th, but it's worth it because at the World of Disney in downtown Disney, guests who are annual pass holders get 50% off select merchandise, there's surprise merchandise at registers, door busters available at opening, and a free gift to the first 1,000 guests. For the first time, a pin is going to be released during Star Wars weekends on May 22nd. It's Yoda with a little spinner behind him, and it's only available to Walt Disney World annual pass holders the addition size is only 2,000, and there's a limit of two pins per pass holder per day. Pass holders can also save at Cirque du Soleil with 30% off the regular price of Category 2 admission for you and up to three guests for most shows through June 27th. There's also a sweepstakes to win a framed and autographed Star Wars poster and another one for a one-year charter membership to the aforementioned D23. Again, for more information, if you're an annual pass holder, check your Mickey monitor, which should be arriving in the mail, and or the Walt Disney World annual pass holder website. Speaking of websites, the online Disney store at DisneyStore.com is now selling some Walt Disney World and Disneyland theme park merchandise, including things like Mickey ear hats, autograph books, pens, some small collectibles like photo albums, toys, you can get things for the monorail collection, some clothes, some home and uh, decorative items. Just the beginning, I think, of what is definitely to come more in the future as they start adding more merchandise. I'll put a link directly to the theme park merchandise store in this week's show notes. Moving over to Disney's Hollywood Studios, three characters from the new Disney Pixar movie Up have begun making appearances 
at the studios as of last week, including Russell, the eight-year-old wilderness explorer, Carl Fredrickson, the 78-year-old balloon man, and Doug, the dog. They are all set to appear daily at Meet and Greet inside the magic of Disney animation. Again, that began last week. When you arrive at the studios, you can check your times guide to find out exactly when they'll be appearing. And finally, May 12th was the last day of operation for the Virgin Megastore in downtown Disney. The original expected closing date was going to be May 31st. That was pushed back. The store is now closed permanently, and there has been no official word as yet as to what is set to replace the Virgin Megastore at that location. That is going to do it for this week's Walt Disney World News. To discuss anything you've heard here, visit the forums at wdwradio.com. And if you have news that you want to share, please email me at lou at wdwradio.com. so often on the show, I like to look at a sort of unofficial list of Walt Disney World's top 10. And with the help of a very special guest or two, we look at everything from attractions to locations to dining to resorts and so very much more. And the list of possible top 10s is almost infinite. But for this week's top 10, we're going to cover a topic that many of you have asked about And it's an important topic as well. It is the top 10 nicknames I've come up with for Tim Foster. Bananas, Mr. Celebrations, Freckles, Samantha Brown. Freckles. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, that is not the topic, but Tim Brown, Tim Brown, Tim Brown, there you go. Tim Foster is with me once again. Welcome back. That's nickname number six, right? That is. That's actually, um, it was actually 10A on the list. Very nice. But, uh. Honestly, Tim, this is going to be a very difficult segment for me, and, and I need to I need to take a minute and or ten to go over my my disclaimer uh, right at the outset because I, I may not be able to control myself in this segment. Um, the top ten this week are the top ten attraction theme songs, and when I say that I might not be able to control myself. I very well may just break out into song on probably more than one occasion during this segment, and for that, I apologize in advance. Wait, I gotta, I gotta find my mute button so I have it ready. <laughs> That's all right. I'm probably gonna do the same thing anyway. So excellent. And, and, and honestly, the reason why this segment is, is going to be difficult, honestly, is because I think it's going to very likely be way more than ten, and probably longer in length than any top 10 segment we've done in the past. Uh, Because I think it is, I actually think this is an important segment for top 10s as far as top 10s are concerned. Because I think people have a genuine connection to the attraction music in the parks for so, so very many reasons. I think if you're ever going to cry at Walt Disney World, that's the thing that makes you cry most of the time. When you say you, do you mean you or sort of you as a I general mean, population? I mean the real you, the royal you. <laughs> as in, I mean you. <laughs> and me. And everybody. But whenever I think, because we did the weepy moments not too long ago, and I think a lot of them had to do with music, or a lot of them could very well have had a lot to do with music. and That's what always pushes me over to the edge. 
as I'll explain in more detail as I go through the list, but I promise not to cry. Okay, I can probably make that same promise as well, but once again, the lawyer in me comes out. I do need to qualify the list before we get started. Number one, we could very easily do a top 10 attraction theme songs, probably on the Magic Kingdom alone. Number two, I think the Sherman Brothers top 10 is easily a list on its own, and, and I'm sure as we go through the list... The name Richard and Robert Sherman are going to come up many, many times. Oh, they're on my list already, I can tell you. I don't know if you included extinct attraction theme songs, but right there, separate separate top mm-hmm. ten in and of itself. You can do, and, and this is something I think we should, t- should do in the future, because it's different. The top ten attraction scores, not necessarily a theme song. Mm-hmm. Music fans, come on. Number five, <laughs> the top ten honorable mentions... That won't even make it to my very, very, very long list. And I'm, I'm prefacing my list by saying it's very... You know what, Tim? Honestly, you know, I, I, I think only we should, had 10, you know. <laughs> We should really just throw out the whole top 10 concept right out the window. All right. Just call this the top attraction theme songs ever segment. Well, because I, I think I broke several of your disclaimers on my list without even getting out of the gate as I look through it. So Right, because... Yeah, I cheated, so... I, I'm sure. So maybe what we'll do uh, this. Okay. Here's the idea on the fly. Why don't we kind of go park by park? Because if you have your list of 10, we can, oh my. we can hit. No, it's all right. We'll, we'll talk about some of the, some of the ones that really sort of stick out in our minds, park by park. And then at the end, we'll maybe try and get together our top 10, our top 10 ones that we can put together. See how, um, see how our two lists compare of what we think qualifies as we go through as a top 10. Oh gosh. Well, let's see. I don't know. I probably didn't hit every park, but we'll see how this goes. Didn't hit every park? I think I, I focused on uh, one big park in particular. So. Very interesting that you did not hit <laughs> Animal Kingdom. Anyway, because. Well, let you, whatever. I didn't say that was. All right. So let's start off, obviously, Magic Kingdom. Very simple. You, you, you think Magic Kingdom, you think music, classic attraction music. Um, I, I tried to go sort of in a clockwise direction. So I hit Adventureland first, and believe it or not, the first song that came to my mind was not what you're thinking. It was the Tiki Room. It was the Enchanted Ah. Tiki Room. Right off the bat, Sherman Brothers. Yep. I think, uh, and and I'm talking classic in the Tiki, 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 Tiki Room, not the new friend like me, Iago Tiki Room. Not, I'm a big celebrity. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Classic. I mean, love, love, love the Tiki Room song. Couldn't agree with you more. It's funny because I'm going Sherman. And this was number one on my list without even you saying anything. I'm also going Sherman Brothers. I'm going around the horn a little bit. We're going past Liberty Square. My first one, It's a Small World. Now, what was that sound, Lou? I know what that sound was. That was half the audience going, ew. And the other half going, Sniffling. They were sniffling. Yeah, they were sniffling. Right. Now I love "It's a Small World," and but I know it's uh, it, that this might be the most controversial song on the list because it seems either love it or I don't want to say you hate it, but you don't love it. And um, I'm going to climb up on my little soapbox here, and I'm going to say I'm tired of the small world bash. I love the song; I think it's wonderful. I think the message is—you can't argue with the message, of course. And. Uh, I think it's small. It's a small world. The theme song has been as an easy target for people taking their pot shots. I, I have a friend who calls me 
all the time, and every time he calls me, he doesn't say hello. He breaks out, and it's a small world because he thinks he's making fun of me, and I don't like him. But, um, but yet he knows uh, the words. Everybody, he, love well, it everybody it. knows the words. Everybody which is knows great. the words. But I, I love, and I love the message of the song. This tune. What I really love is going through the ride and, and really picking out the different nuances of the song as you go through the different countries and different parts of the world. And I will say my favorite part, and I pointed out to everybody in case they don't know about it, is when you get near the France area and the dancers are going and you hear, ooh la la, at the end of the refrain. (laughs) That kills me every time. I love it. Very well said. Very well said. (laughs) I I almost sang it, but... And and you know what? I appreciate you preventing me from having to go and find the ooh la la sound from there. Uh, but I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. Um, love it or hate it, it is probably the most, you know, arguably the most recognizable song ever. And that That's with me being stuck on It's a Small World for apparently an hour when I was little, even though I don't remember it very well. That explains a lot. But That it, explains it, a lot. That, that clears up the mystery that is Tim Foster quite a bit. <laughs> no, that's just the small piece of the puzzle. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get into that. The top ten reasons why Tim Foster is anyway. Again, Sherman Brothers, two for two, right out of the gate. Sherman Brothers songs in the parks, and what we haven't even hit the east side of the Magic Kingdom yet. So again, just uh, uh, very very telling of just how very much so. Okay. Uh, people, I, I think were screaming when they said the when I went to Adventureland and the first thing I said was the Tiki Room. So clearly. Another classic, I think, instantly gets on the top ten list uh, by virtue of what it is, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yo-ho, yo-ho, Pirates Life for Me. The music was written by George Bruns, lyrics by Exitensio. Again, you'll hear those names uh, probably more than once. I mean, there's there's not anything that you can say about Pirates of the Caribbean that, that isn't sort of just understood by... Again, it's one, of these, it's one of those songs, Tim, like It's a Small World, it transcends the Disney park. It is part of pop culture, and obviously with the, with the success of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, uh, wonderfully referenced to, by the way, in the first one, uh, it, it even holds true more so to this day. I know, it's funny because there, there were the big songs, and I actually tried to stay away from them, but they'll come up for sure. Um, and there, we'll save the other one, the obvious ones, for later on down the list, but um, I think the thing about the big ones, including Pirates, is the different versions you hear. And I think we talked not too long ago about the music here in the beginning of the ride. Even before you get to the full-blown yo-ho, yo-ho, and you hear the, um, the, the mysterious music as you're going through the caves. And wow, That's actually my favorite rendition of the song. That and Johnny Depp's really bad eggs in the, in the, in the movie of the same name. You know, we, we might have to actually put the kibosh on you singing at some point. <laughs> that wasn't singing. That was speaking uh, <laughs> the style. It was impersonation. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it um, again, it automatically makes it to, to the top ten list, you know, to the official top ten list. I think Small World, Pirates, and what you made reference to about sort of the, the same song being played differently throughout the attraction uh, will bring us, actually, you know what? It'll bring it right to where I was going to go next. Another one, I think, automatically on the top ten list, Haunted Mansion. It's Exitensio. That's the one I was right. thinking about. It's yeah. Exitensio again, Buddy Baker. Um, 
again, what can you say about that song that that isn't just you know so you you hear that and it screams Disney, it screams Haunted Mansion. Right, and I, I love actually beginning part with the low organ notes. We, we play that every year. I'm sure I've mentioned this before. Every year at Halloween, we play it outside. Scares the little kids. But I wrote a kid's there book. Go, there you go again, scaring the little kids. Now, you skipped over one of mine here. So I'm actually uh, keeping in the Magic Kingdom. Let's see. I'll keep going in order around here. And we'll head to Fantasyland, where I just was, actually. And I'm going to the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Wow. Not yeah. on... Just so you not know, on your list? Not on my list. Not on your list? Not well, it list. should be on your list. Um, now, it's a favorite. I, the thing I, I think that gets me the most, I guess, is that that was a movie that was near and dear to my heart when I was little. And I, I just remember the song so well. And going on the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh when it first opened and hearing those songs again was was a wonderful thing and, and continuing to hear him every day it always brings me back i think my favorite of all the snippets in there is when the rain 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 came down 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 which i won't sing now but i always sing when it rains outside drives my co-workers crazy because i only know some of the words to it um but my thing that's probably my favorite scene in the attraction too with the uh the the water ripple effects of the rain falling down it's that's it's pure magic to me. I'm totally with you about the rain, rain, rain came down, down, down. You like the Tigger part, though, don't you? What I do like, I got to say it again, Sherman Brothers. Mm-hmm. Sherman Brothers, I mean, they are just such the quintessential Disney theme park attraction musical geniuses. Love those guys. Love the yeah, Sherman but I, And there's more on my list. <laughs> there's many more on my list. I know. And some of the ones that aren't on my list arguably should be on a list, but I, I have to give a couple of quick honorable mentions as we sort of make our way through the Magic Kingdom. Oh, here we go. Now, wait a minute. I still have a few on my list. That's here, okay. So. This is, I'm sort of, I'm just going park by park. So okay. we're, 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 I'm doing park by park. You're just going through your list. I've got to give a huge, monstrous thumbs up, big thumbs up to the Swiss Apolka. I knew you were going to. Come on, baby. I thought that was going to be your first one. It, it is a Buddy Baker classic. I love, first of all, I just love how the fact that the pipe organs survive the boat wreck and they still sound great, uh, but you can hear them in certain parts of Adventureland. Uh, it, it, I think it's just, do you know that the song actually has lyrics? There's actually Let's lyrics. Let's hear them. Oh, you know what? I almost did. I, I was <laughs> I was going to do the whole round and round, the world we go, the world we go with heel and toe, but I, I won't. I can't sing it. It's, it's too early probably, in the night. Probably a good thing. Definitely a good thing. Um, but I think it's um, I think it's great. It actually was featured in the film, uh, the, the 1960 film, Swiss Family Robinson. It's actually featured three times. See if you can find uh, what three places. But I, I love, I love that song, and I think it's great. Uh, moving quickly through Frontierland, uh, the Country Bear Jamboree has, I think it's also a tra- top 10 songs of the Country Bear Jamboree. Come on. <laughs> the Bear Band Serenade, Blood in the Saddle. Come on. Tex Ritter singing Blood in the Saddle, Big Al. Ain't nothing like the great outdoors. Come on, Tim. Show me some love for the Country Bears. Yay. Ugh. Yeah, really, really enthusiastic. <laughs> and, and, in Fantasyland. Oh, wait a minute. No, no. In Fantasyland. I gotta give my love to the Peter Pan's flight queue. Oh, see, I saved that for you. Thank you. you were gonna... Thank you very much. But if, now, if you if you've sort of moved on, 
curiouser and curiouser, Splash Mountain, the music from Splash Mountain, not mentioned. Zippity Doodah, Laughing Place, How Do You Do? Any one of those, if not all three, could be on a top 10 list, I think. You know, Laughing Place was, when I was thinking it's over, was on my list. And when I made the list, it totally slipped my mind. See that? But, yeah, see? They're all over the place. Yes, Laughing Place, by far my favorite song in that attraction. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. And uh, so I, I, and there's another uh, couple other ones I really like. And it's it's a tiny little snippet, not really a theme song, but I have to give it the love it deserves. The Star Tunnel music from Space Mountain. No, no, no. Now, going on to number two on my list. (laughs) We're going to talk about the uh, Star Tunnel music that you hear in Tomorrowland, Lou. Surprised? (laughs) I thought you would. Very surprised. (laughs) Now, actually, I know we talked about it. Actually, I think in our in our last segment, I think we or the segment before we talked about it. Um, Beautiful song, Um, "Promising Tomorrows," I believe is what it's called. Um, Don't ruin it for me. Just keep calling it the Star Tunnel music. <laughs> or call it the Star Tunnel music. Um, it was actually cool because in, in researching this, I found a big, long clip of it on, on the internet somewhere. Um, and uh, it's amazing when you hear the music, how it puts you right in that spot. I know we talked about top ten smells at one point, and that'll do it too, but the music is just as powerful putting you back there. When I heard it, I was going i was on the tta i was hearing the screams in space mountain good times love it I okay love back it. to you Luke. i love it uh, and i'm happy that you ha- I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised and, and high up on your list look at you at number yeah. two star tunnel so curious. well uh, it's actually number four if i must confess but so now you're lying now number you, two now is number, li- <laughs> it's number two on my magic kingdom list <laughs> all right one more from the magic kingdom extinct attraction love it nostalgic if you had wings and this Tim Foster is where I almost break out into song go I'm not stopping because if you have wings you could do many things you can know you could widen your world if you had wings ah really Uh, you could but (laughs) but neither the star tunnel nor if you had wings I think qualifies for the quintessential top 10 songs from the Magic Kingdom although the next attractions two songs qualify they they, they're two they're two songs but they qualify as one. Sing it with me. You know it. Now is the time. Now is the best time. And great big beautiful tomorrow from oh. Carousel of Progress. You're, you're absolutely right. Am I st- I'm not singing it, but go ahead. Now, real quick. First of all, first of all, again, I, Richard and Robert Sherman. Yeah, absolutely. Richard, pure musical genius. Quick aside, pure musical genius uh you know I, I interviewed richard sherman on show 80 probably one of the the other than meeting you one of the highlights of anything i've ever done with the show but think about it you've got here from carousel of progress great big beautiful tomorrow best time of your life now is the time i, I just you've got and we'll talk about these later on um one little spark magic journeys we mentioned many adventures of winnie the pooh it's a small world making memories the tiki room the Astuter Computer Review. Ooh. You see my friends. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to sing it. But uh, <laughs> now, real quick, are you a are you a now is the time guy or a great big beautiful tomorrow? Great big beautiful tomorrow. Is it because you like it now as an adult, or that's what you remember growing up with as a kid in the early '60s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the former. <laughs> Now I it's um, 
just because I enjoy it now, and I've heard it just so many times. And again, it's one of, as you go through the years, hearing it in different different versions. Let me ask you, what is your favorite version of the song? What what time era is your favorite? Oh, what oh whatever actually in the attraction when um, you're in the attraction. I like the early stuff. I, I do. I like uh, the early stuff. Yeah. But I will say though, I, I definitely have a I have a sentimental attachment to now is the time. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have memories of being on that attraction with my father and mother as a kid, and that oh. was it. I mean, that was what was going on at the time. Uh, so it stuck with me. Although, you know, again, great big beautiful tomorrow is what it is. I mean, it's a classic, and I still love it. But sentimental sentimental journey for for now is the time now i suppose for those who don't remember the older song before great but beautiful tomorrow came back you would grace us with a few bars of that now is the time (laughs) now is the best i'm gonna sort of do now you're speaking i'm speaking it all right i'm sure you'll have to playing in the background somewhere i'm um what I'm going to do, what I was thinking, Tim, is I'm going to move out of the Magic Kingdom. Okay, I, I'm sort of done sort of covering the songs there. Um, and then I'm going to come back after we cover all, and I'm going to give you the songs that I think qualify for the top ten list. Are you ready to, are you ready to move over to Walt Disney World's second park? Uh, sure. Good, because I was going there anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, now I will say my next top two on my list were from said park if I assume I know where you're going. I, I'm going to Epcot. I did say Walt's second. Yeah, I said the second park. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> In fact, and I'll tell you. One, two, three, four, yeah. five. Easily. Five of my next ones are from Epcot. Easily. Again, you can do you can I have, have ten. a top ten list here. And, okay, so I tell I say I say to you Epcot and I say the first theme song that comes to your mind, your favorite one you know, recent or extinct that comes to mind. What is it? Oh, I got two. That wasn't the question. I'm going to start, and I'm going to start with a bonafide attraction. Now, this falls into your extinct attraction, sort of. And again, I've spoken about this many times before. And if you say what I'm thinking, I'm going to sing it. Well, then there's no words to it, so I'm not <laughs> sure how you're going to pull that off. But um, no, my absolute favorite piece of music besides it's a small world, is the finale from Spaceship Earth from the City of the Future scene, no longer there. Um, Absolutely my favorite piece of instrumental music in Walt Disney World. And I remember somebody in a a previous show that we did was very kind enough to send me an audio of that, which I have on my desktop and listen to anytime I can. But Do you mean like the uh, the communications tunnel as as you're... Now, as you saw the city... As you came down and you had the city of the future with all the lights and um, the the fiber optic effect fiber optic of the going, sweeping okay. across yep. you, the, the music during that portion, which I'm sure you'll have playing in the background by the time this airs, right, Luke? No so question. no, but I it's um, that absolutely gets me. And it was funny because I was going through photos uh, for other projects that we work on, and uh, I came across I took an a, uh, an old. Uh, cell phone video back when that was very primitive and I totally forgot I had it and I had it and I played it and uh, so not only do I have the, the sounds I have the sights to go along with it 
Well, I, I'm I'm sort of with you. Not sure how you're going to sing it for me, but I'm. Well, okay. I, I, and then here's why I'm sort of with you because when I if I pose the question to myself, um, now if you say my next one in your, I'm going. To, I'm sure I'm going to. There's a an internal conflict that takes place between tomorrow's child, which I again from Spaceship Earth. And that's why I wasn't sure if you were going there. Um, again, quintessential Epcot, you know, future great message music. Still love it to this day on my iPod versus, and this is what I had first, if we can dream it, we can do it from Horizons. Um, ah. An anthem, not just for Epcot, but I think for Walt's vision as a whole. Love that music. Still holds up to this day. And if it wasn't so high and sort of falsetto-y, I, I, might, actually, have... I might actually have broken out into song. Yeah, that's what's preventing you from doing that's it. That's it. I'm... That's clearly it. <laughs> Now, my number two, n- this, this next one was actually ahead on my list, but it kind of cheats because it's not an attraction per se. Huh. But it is the We Go On slash Promise song from Illumination. And, and that, again, that's absolute tearjerker moment for me at the end as I'm watching Illuminations. And one of my, and again, I've, I probably talk about this so many times. One of my favorite things to do in Walt Disney is to stay behind in World Showcase after Illuminations and wander around. And it's as you're wandering around and you're hearing promise over the loudspeakers and everything's quieting down and you still see the lasers flying across on Spaceship Earth. Um, Absolutely my favorite time of the day, favorite place to be in Walt Disney World. And I, I could do that every night would never get tired of it. And it's funny because I have um, the CD for Illuminations, which I'm sure everybody has or most people have. And, uh, and I'll do it in the car. I'll, I'll listen to the Illuminations music proper. We go on. Skip over the 25-minute long Tapestry of Nations, which is enjoyable, but gets kind of tedious on the ride home. And go right to Promise. And, it, and I, I just feel like I'm there. Um, walking along World Showcase in the twilight and uh, eating maple fudge with your friends eating maple fudge that fell on the ground that I didn't share with everybody <laughs> but yeah that's that was a that was a very close number two on my all time list well I will tell you while I normally would have chastised you uh, and, and you know beaten you about the head and face for, for picking a song that was clearly not from an attraction you get a pass <laughs> simply because it's Illuminations and simply because well I, I'm going to warn you I cheated elsewhere too so <laughs> well, let's just mention Wishes right now and get it out no nope, that's not it it's not oh. it it's not it Sorcery in the Sky okay well I'm going <laughs> to um, uh, I'm going to mention a couple of other ones from Epcot um, and, and believe it or not um, a pavilion that, that today uh, doesn't maybe get the due that it should has a some great, great attraction music, and actually, it has three current and extinct ones. I'm talking about the Imagination Pavilion. Here, here. Number one, the theme from "Honey, I Shrunk the Audience" is awesome. I love, I love that piece of music. Uh, second, an extinct attraction, and I have a, a personal affection for because I think I moonwalked to this once. Just another part of me from Captain EO. A bit of a cheat. Because it was also, you know, a regular release song, but it was the theme from Captain EO was just another part of me by Michael Jackson. I'm, moon, a- I'm, I'm moonwalking as I'm as I'm doing this segment. If you can hear me, I'm moonwalking around the room. 
moonwalking now? I am. I'm moonwalking as I'm recording. But uh, the one that is this I on somewhere, please, <laughs> please. Sure it is. Uh, but the one that I think qualifies as a a definite all time top ten, and we will go back and revisit this, is one little spark yeah, from the original my... journey to imagination. And yep. again, you know, the first thing I'm going to say, people are going to start telling me to shut up, Lou. But it's a Sherman Brothers song. It is a yet another German Sherman Brothers song. Again, I think maybe even arguably just as much, if not more so, than Horizons. You can call it Epcot's theme song. Uh, I think it's, and we talked about this when when I talked to Richard Sherman, it's really sort of a personal anthem for people. You know, people are very much inspired by this and inspired by Walt's outlook on life. and, and, And I think they brought that into that. And I think that's why that song still resonates so, so very much with people. Well, you could argue it's a theme song for the whole Walt Disney ideal, you know. Um, and I, I do. I this is definitely on my list. This is one of those. Uh, there's been different versions of the song um, from the we're having the Dreamfinder Figment version versus you have the Eric Idle Figment version. And I, I got to say, I was trying to think, well, which one do I like better? And I gotta say, I love them both. I really can't pick one over the other. And I probably say that because I'm one of the apparently few people who I, I still love the journey into imagination attraction I, I do miss the original incarnation but um, having give the new one a chance through all its iterations I actually I enjoy it very much and I I know what you said there's hardly anybody there so if you're at Epcot go there's a whole ride there walk in there's nobody there um, and I enjoy it very much I love I love the song I love at the end too when you're in the final scene and if you look over to the right, you can see Figment hang gliding from sheet music for One Little Spark, which is fun to point out to people, even to the point of seeing the silhouette of the uh, Dreamcatcher on on the sheet music itself, um, Very, which is great for people who miss the original version of the attraction and don't know that that's there. That's a nice little aha when they see it. So. I agree, and you get extra credit for the one little spark music and sheet music reference in the, at the end of the attraction. Thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw th- two other quick ones out there. Um, ones that that you one that you might not think of, and one that is a a long time extinct. Uh, well, the attraction's not extinct, but the theme song is. And you may not think about it, but Mission Space has a beautiful theme song in Destiny. And unless you ride the attraction and you hear it. Uh, at sort of the exit queue as you walk towards the post show area, Destiny is a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, very, very, I really, really like that again on the iPod. And opposite end of the spectrum as far as just the level of upbeatness, totally rocking the 80s. Let's listen to the land we all love. Nature's plan. Come on, sing it with me, Tim. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> listen to the land. The old go ahead. original. One, two, three, go. This is where I have to splice You're in. You're not singing. I have to, no, I have to splice in music here. <laughs> uh, while neither of those, I think, qualify as a as an all-time top ten, I'm going to just uh, jump right ahead of you, and I'm going to say one that I think does. Uh, and if you can sing this, I'd be very, very impressed. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. The theme from Soren is akin to something like Illuminations, such an inspiring, moving piece of music um, I, I absolutely love, love, love it. one of my all-time favorite pieces of music from Walt Disney World. 
Very nice. I'm going to. I have a couple more in Did you? Are you, you? You have nothing to say about Soren? No. People, tear up your guide to the magic books right now. <laughs> How? No, of course I agree with you. I'm just trying to. Jerry Goldsmith is, is Jerry Goldsmith <laughs> is a genius. Do you know that he actually said after he saw the movie that he would have scored that the film for free? That's how much, that's how beautiful he thought it was. It, it is. It's beautiful. Ger- now, it. Let me ask you, do you know who Jerry Goldsmith even is? Yeah, he's the guy who wrote the theme music for Soren. <laughs> he's also the guy. Oh, roll your <laughs> eyes, people. Planet of the Apes, <laughs> Chinatown, the Poltergeist, Star Trek, the motion, like five Star Trek films, uh, Star Trek Voyager for your, your Trekkers out there, Patton, um, Mulan. Mo- wait, more importantly. Mulan. Wait, wait, wait. Score, score. Rudy. Rudy <gasps> Rudiger. I weep. I weep uncontrollably as I think of that little hobbit sacking the quarterback at the end of that movie. <laughs> and, and I think Soren has... A- I would laugh, but I do too. <laughs> but you know what? I cry every time I say Rudy. I'll admit it. And I watch it every time it's on TV. Um, Soren, the music from Soren has a certain... Rudy-esque quality to it, and I just coined that term, Rudy-esque quality, with the tambourines in the background. I, I just think that it's just exceptional, exceptional piece of music, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I know I'm on my Sherman Brothers and Jerry Goldsmith love kick today, so <laughs> please move on. Rudy's a short guy, isn't he? I don't know why I mentioned it. All right, I, so- I know why you mentioned it, but I'm going to ask you once again. Love Rudy Rudiger. Anyway, move on. <laughs> um, he, was, equally- the guy, he was in the Goonies, well- too. <laughs> Equally inspirational. Not, not Rudy Rudiger, but, you know, the guy. All right, let's get off Rudy. <laughs> he didn't play in the NFL. All right. Um, heading over to World Showcase, this is um, a music that I also adore. is uh, Impressions de France, the music from the film. Um, obviously, and I can say this, literally classical music. Um, but the whole score is, 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 is absolutely breathtaking especially as you're watching you know the the stunning visuals in the movie and here get this um i do i particularly like the first two pieces you hear which are i'm going to break out my french book here you ready the uh syrinx solo flute piece composed by claude debisset and then the second piece uh which is called aquarium which is the seventh seventh movement of the carnival of the animals or get this in French Le Carnaval des Animaux by Camille Saisons how's that wow. my daughter takes French so she was very impressed thank you um, actually those two pieces they're all beautiful but those two are especially nice uh, particularly the aquarium as it recurs throughout the film what I found that was, was interesting um, I would suspect for a lot of people out there especially you younger people out there this is probably one of the few occasions where you're actually hearing classical music in its own right. And what's really fascinating is to hear the pieces separately, which you can do, especially hearing Syrinx by itself, the solo flute piece. Um, because in, in my mind, it always ended where it ended and moved on to the next piece, but that's actually not the whole song. And when you hear the whole song in its entirety, it, it, it's kind of weird because it takes on a whole new meaning because you always think of it as part of the score of more impressions of the France. But... Um, realizing it's a piece of music in his own right is, is, is very interesting. But again, it's beautiful music for a beautiful film, and uh, love it very much. Well, there, there, he- there, you know what? There's three things about your mentioning Impressions de France that are interesting. Uh, de number, France? Number, okay. number one, I had it on my list. 
Uh, number two, you failed to mention Claire de Lune, also by my friend Claude. Well, I'm going to go through all the pieces of well, it. You're talking, about, you're talking exceptional pieces of classical music. Um, yes. I'm actually going to play it for you right now. Um, all right. <laughs> and, and number three, how did you jump over to World Showcase and leave out some some music in, in Future World that certainly needs to be mentioned? Because it was next on my list? Well... <laughs> I digress, and I'm going to bring us back That's to future. I have to bring us. Yeah, well, no. I'm going to bring us back into future world because I think there's some, again, not overly exceptional, worth mentioning. Universe of Energy, since day one, has had exceptional music. Feel the flow. Here we go. It's the Universe of Energy. Even even today, Ellen's theme school. You know, the score, the theme music from Ellen's Energy Adventure. Excellent pieces of music, and I think you could actually get. Uh, I can think you can get that on the Four Parks One World CD. Which, yeah. by the way, real quick, I know people are going to say, well, how do I get some of this theme park music? Get the two CD set, Four Parks One World, which is available um, in the Disney theme park, so you can call Disney Merchandise. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, exceptional, exceptional. Um, I, I must have. Uh, actually, actually it was funny because I was trying to stay away from songs that were on there, but well, that's very hard to do, obviously. Yeah. But um. Um, two, more, two more extinct classics that ha- need to be mentioned. It's fun to be free from World of Motion. I, I say I, again, I almost broke out into song, but I'm afraid I'm gonna I'm gonna blow it. I'm gonna pick the wrong song. I, I don't know. I could just edit this out. I don't know why I'm afraid. It's true. <laughs> and and next, I'm recording it too, and it'll get on YouTube anyway. I'm so. sure. I have four words for you, Samantha Froster. Yes, sir. <laughs> veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. <laughs> Come on, you he know you want to sing it. Have to sing that. Something. What? Hum it. Tap it. Whistle it. Something. Mm-hmm. Snap your fingers. Okay. Anyway, uh, but I will. Uh, I will join you over in World Showcase because I, I certainly agree about impressions. Uh, the original O Canada song, I think, is beautiful. Um, I loved. I've always loved both pieces of music from Mexico. The original El Rio del Tiempo, and I'd love to sing the part of that song that I love. But you guys all know exactly what I'm talking about. And even the the, um, the three caballeros, the, the current that's version. That's actually that's actually on my list. Interesting. By, by name, I put that on my list. What number? Where, where was it on your list? Oh, that's number eight. Okay. But now I I, I just threw it on there as a, as a little change of pace from the other things. But um, you know, again, I love I, I loved El Rio del Tiempo. I love Grand Fiesta Tour, and the music just boy, that makes you happy. You hear it, you just have to smile. Now I, I will say either, so. you've uh, you've mentioned three two. Caballeros, three caballeros. That is Tim Foster, by the way. Yes, Let's sir. Just be clear. Send all your letters too. Um, you mentioned two songs, Uh-oh. two pavilions in World Showcase, and I'm <laughs> I'm surprised. And as an American, Tim, I'm a little shocked that you didn't uh... mention first and foremost "Golden Dream" from the American Adventure. And this is the song. That as you start describing why you left it off your list, I might actually start breaking out and singing it. I, 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 here's the reason. I left it off my list because I had a very good feeling it was near and dear to your heart, and I really wanted to hear you sing it. So, and do you not one, get, do you not get just two. a little weepy when you hear this, or a lot weepy? Yes, actually, it, it does. It, it actually holds a, a near and dear place in my heart because that is my... I mean, I love the attraction, obviously, but that is my parents' absolute favorite attraction in Epcot. And whenever we visit, that's number one on their list to go. And um, 
we even get there ahead of time to hear the the singers in the in the lobby and uh they they absolutely adore it and so it reminds me of my parents which makes it a very special moment when you so hear I kept, I kept it personal oh, so. god when you hear john f kennedy and martin luther king i forget it it's all over it, mm-hmm. the show's over johnny because that that is just um it, it is a moment and, and i and go see the attraction not only because it's exceptional um but for that piece of music as well um, and if you're ready to leave epcot I, again i want to qualify it i didn't even touch any of the shows any of the parades <clears throat> tapestry of nations tapestry of dreams uh, much of the, the background music and world showcase, any of the area music. I mean, don't even get me started going over to Interventions Plaza and some of the great music there. Again, this list could go on, and it is uh, ad infinitum, practically. Yeah, so where are we heading now? Well, you I, exhausted my Epcot list. I'm sorry? You exhausted my Epcot list. You did, list. so are you ready? Or now, if you now, tell now, me... Now, granted, I only have, have a couple left on here. If so. you have nothing... From Disney MGM slash Hollywood Studios, this may be your last top ten ever. Um, yeah, I uh, love the Tower of Terror. <laughs> All right, let me help Please you out here. So let me help you out here, down. and you can explain to me why you left some of these songs. At least mention them on your list. Number one, the overture for the great movie ride. Harkening back to the old days of Hollywood, it definitely it's an emotional kind of piece of music. No, it doesn't doesn't do anything for you. I love it. I said this could be the top 100 list, and we it still could. wouldn't have space again. So, and believe it or not, I have one in the Magic Kingdom I forgot to get to. So go ahead. Well, go ahead. What is it? I'll let you do it. So you don't. So you don't. No, I might. I might. I might uh, on the sly substitute it with okay. something I'm hurriedly going to think up for the Animal Kingdom when we get there. Okay, now a couple of the ones in in the, <laughs> the studios, and this is where you get a, a sort of a half of, of a pass here. Star Tour, because some of the songs are from films. They're classics, but they're not necessarily based on the attraction. So, for example, the first thing that comes right out, out to mind is Indiana Jones. It's from the mo- movie. It's classic. John Williams. Rocks even more so than Jerry Goldsmith, um, but I didn't put it on the list because it didn't originate in the studios. Um, the same with Muppet Vision, um, all the music from Muppet Vision, the theme song Manamana, again didn't start in the studios. Uh, you, al- you almost sang that. I that did almost awesome. sing it. I had to catch myself, <laughs> and I'm like, move on. Uh, the same holds true, like with Rock and Roller Coaster. You know, cool music, but it's Aerosmith. Um, and and you mentioned. I'm glad I could hear it because my eyes were closed and I was screaming like a baby. Well, the, the fact time. that you actually got on it is is. But that was a pretty surprising for me. Uh, and you said Tower of Terror half jokingly, but again, the original joking. Twilight Zone theme music, you know, with a little bit of a Disney twist and uh, add on to it, um, classic, classic. But I will give, I will actually put one on the list, and I think you said it as a joke. But I love the music from Star Tours. Because it is not all—it is not all the original John Williams classic music. There is music that was composed for the attraction, um, and, and you hear it in the queue. You hear it in a number of different places, um, not just the droid rooms. I mean, sort of the the theme for Star Tours, and I and I really enjoy. It. I like that piece of music, and I think it, that it actually stands on its own. Again, on the iPod, and I think it's on the CD as well. Um, I believe you're right. I think you're right about what part? About it being on the CD too. All right, so fact, I know you're, I just heard it. So. <laughs> All right, so I, I will let you since I've since I've rambled on about the studios, which you've given no love whatsoever. Take us over to Disney's Animal Kingdom 
and wow me with the first thing that should definitely be on your list. I have, um, my, I have my arms folded as I'm staring at the mic and it's sort of looking down on like, you better say what I think. Well, I only say. have one less and it's not even there. How about, hmm. Wait, you oh, had wait, nothing I... on your list from Disney's Animal Kingdom or Disney's Hollywood Studios. I have, unlike Lou Mangiello, who likes to populate his top 10 list with 52 <laughs> items and gets through no matter what, I was honest and kept it to 10. So. I'm going to keep it to 10. I'm going to go back and I'm going to give you Beauty my 10. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Of, how could you leave off Flights of Wonder? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, again, not touching the area music, which I think is beautiful. Um, but, some uh, of the, background the area music does it for me. Right, the background cool. loops. Um, there are two, and I'm going to save the best for last. Believe it or not, I love, I think one of the best pieces of music is on the Kilimanjaro Safari, when they tune in the radio, when they take that little break and tune in the The song that's played during that little section of the safari is a snippet from a song called Hapa Duniani by the Voices of Celebration and it's on a CD that I don't think is in print anymore called African Dawn but it's beautiful and if I knew the words Tim I would sing it however mm-hmm. however I will chastise you and, and I will beat you about the head and face <laughs> you're doing a lot of chastising of I me. am because the fact that you left off Big Blue World from or anything from Finding Nemo the Musical far and away far and away that was on my the best list. The, what? <laughs> It's on my Epcot list. This, you know the show's Animal Kingdom, right? Yeah, but the, the, best the, find, the Living Sea Nemo is in Epcot. The best original music for a show. Because Festival of the Lion King is awesome. Love it. High energy. Love the music. But it came from the film. This was music written specifically for this attraction. So many songs here. Um, and, and I just mentioned Big, Big, Big Blue World, if I can say it has one that's representative of it, but the music from Finding Nemo the Musical, I will tell you the first time I saw that during soft openings, and I never do this, I walked out, I looked for, went right up to the the cart, the kiosk on the way out, and bought a copy of the CD. That's how impressed and blown away I was by it. And, And it's incredibly, incredibly emotional, especially if you're a parent. I thought you were going to say, I wept openly as I left the theater. Which you did too, right? You are now. When I left the Tarzan rocks, I, I used to weep openly. I did. <laughs> and I must say for Animal Kingdom, um, I know you mentioned the Four Parks One World double CD set. I, I had the CD before it, which was a single CD, similarly titled, although I forget what it was officially titled. It did have uh, theme music from the Animal Kingdom, which I don't think is on the new CD, but that piece of music, and uh, the name it escapes me, although it's probably called Animal Kingdom theme music. Um, that I, I love that piece of music, but to me it's more of listening to the CD I heard it. But um, but that just speaks to the whole what you talked about, the theme music just as you wander around the Animal Kingdom is, is um, very exotic, very exciting. Dinosaur! And, and yeah, I'm throwing in dinosaurs. Great. Nice, nice afterthought. Um... <laughs> It, it, the music in Animal Kingdom varies wildly, pardon the pun, area by area. The music in Asia, very, very different than the music that you'll get um, by the Tree of Life um, or by the Oasis, and certainly in Camp Mini Mickey, um, all of which is exceptional. And again, we can talk about some of the, the background, you know, the top background music could be a, sec, a segment all by itself. Um, because, and, and I think Animal Kingdom has some of the most beautiful background music anywhere, that and um, Epcot. Yes, I love it. And the magic. Epcot. 
<laughs> Speaking of background music. And the studios. This is how I'm cheating. You ready? Going over to the Wilderness Lodge. Whoa, whoa, time out. <laughs> Top 10. Dude, I told you I was going to cheat. I'm cheating on one. You're cheating a lot. I'm cheating on this one in particular. Um, now, one of, one of my favorite musical moments is the background music that you hear at the Wilderness Lodge. And it's um, that's one of our favorite resorts that we go to quite frequently. And the music always um, um, inspires us and makes us happy. And, uh, well, sort of uh, ready to hit the trail, if you will. But um, to me, out of all the resorts, that the background music that you hear as you wander around the Wilderness Lodge is... Um, I don't know, not the best necessarily, but, but very thematic to where you are. And um, to me, the most noticeable that I hear anywhere. And um, it's curious because it's not just one song. It's a collection of all these songs drawn from all these different sources. Um, even from the Dancing with Wolves soundtrack, if, if my memory serves correctly. Um, did you just call it yes, Dancing? Did you, did you just call it Dancing with Wolves? What did I say? <laughs> Dances with Wolves. <laughs> Did I say oh, Dancing look, with Wolves? Look, there's Tim Foster, Dancing with Wolves. Oh, go ahead. Stop, stop Please, it. Go ahead. Well, there's my new uh, uh, hoop-de-doo name. When they... <laughs> Tim Foster, your new name is Dances with Wolves. <laughs> so... That's a movie! <laughs> Sorry, Dancing with Wolves. Dancing All right, with whatever. Wolves. You know which one I, of which I speak. Um, yeah, obviously not an attraction, but... Obviously. That's my cheating... All entry. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I won't even let. Because I know you're gonna rattle off. You know, hey, if you go to the. Uh, I won't. I, I am not gonna cheat like you because, um, as 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 anticipated, the uh, the segment has gone long, and we still haven't sort of talked about maybe the the quintessential top ten, the all time top ten. And look, there is oh, no right answer. There is no correct list because the music is so personal to everybody. But I think. Looking through the list as we went through it, park by park, tell me if you th- if you agree if the songs that I mentioned sort of belong on this all-time Hall of Fame top whatever list of attraction theme songs. Starting in the Magic Kingdom, Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for me. Do we all agree? Everyone? Absolutely. It's a Small World? Absolutely. Everybody's going, no, no, no. Got it. it has to be. Whether you like it or not, it has to be. Um, it, it has to qualify the list. Number three, Grim Grinning Ghosts from the Haunted Mansion. Yep. You agree? By the way, here, here's, your, any- here is your trivia question for you. Oh, oh boy. Do you know? Do you know? Here, this is what you get for cheating. All right, Mr. Foster. See, wait, hold on. You wrote the trivia book. Wait, let me get on Google. Go ahead. No, no googling. No googling. Dude. Do you know where the title Grim Grinning Ghosts comes from? Yes. Stop Googling. Stop Googling. <laughs> Please tell us, Lou. Do you know the title actually comes from a poem by William Shakespeare? No. Yes. Venus. No. Did you even go to school? Oh, no, I'm sorry. You probably just cheated your whole way through it. It comes from Venus and Adonis. So she, at the said size, draws up her breath. And oh, for crying out. I won't sing it, but... I, <laughs> but, yeah, at one point, it, you know, he talks about... Hard favored tyrant, ugly, meager, lean, hateful divorce of love, thus chides she death. Grim grinning ghost, earth's worm, what dost thou mean to stifle beauty? 
and steal his breath. Don't interrupt me while I'm quoting Shakespeare, for God's sakes. I didn't say a word. <laughs> okay. Um, next on, I'm sorry. Uh, Did I'm, you know that song was covered by the Canadian rock group The Bare Naked Ladies? Yes. Well, now that Google told you. <laughs> 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 um, I, I think it also, was. I think also from the, from, um, from the Magic Kingdom, I think the Carousel of Progress, both versions, get on there as number yeah. four. Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow and Now is the Time. Um, Epcot, I think we can probably both agree that if we can dream it from Horizons, number five, one little, no, no, I'll sing it and I'll convince you. Um, Number six, one little spark (laughs) has to be on there. I think Tomorrow's Child has to be on there too. Mm -hmm. Soren, remember, Mm -hmm. Rudy-esque quality, love you Uh Terry Goldsmith. Go, Rudy. I'm putting Golden Dream on there. I'm mm. putting Golden Dream on there. I think Golden Dream is that good. Maybe it's a little bit of patriotism. Sorry. But, um, <laughs> no country bears, huh? Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to sh- spread the love between all the parks. <laughs> okay. Um, nope. I think Disney's Animal Kingdom. I, I would have to give it to Big Blue World with an asterisk, and you can almost pick your favorite, you know, dude, focus See, I, dude, I think, your favorite track think- from. Finding Nemo the Musical? Yeah, I think that's cheating. Why is that cheating? All right, fine. It's Big Blue World then. Well, no, because now you're into movie songs now. No. It was not in the movies. It was close enough. <laughs> there was no... <laughs> if I would have said Beyond the Sea by Bobby Darin, right, then right, that would have been cheating, which I love, by the way. Which I, <laughs> I, almost, I almost sang Beyond the Sea. Um, you know what? Because I want to give some love to the studios... Yes. What do you think about giving Star Tours a little mention on the list? Do you love Star Ly- Tours music enough to, to make it to the list? Lyrics? Nope. Well? A song doesn't have to have lyrics. See, I if we're if we're going there... If you, if, it's if it's you... not a score. It's a theme song. There is an actual theme song. If you, if you take out your Four Parks One World CD... I understand. Is there anything from the studios you think qualifies for the list? Um, now you got it. Is that no? Dead? It's not to say it doesn't, but I mean it's hard when you get to the. I, I will say when it gets to those those two parks, it gets a little harder, like you said, because a lot of the music you hear is from right. something. You, you can't give you know, you, which you, you is a can't little make difficult. It, right. Hooray for Hollywood! You can't do it. I mean, you can't right. you know pick some of the ones Earth, that are Power, terror or right like. You know, it's all from something, something, right? You know, which which makes it a little harder. But Star but. Tours has a, its own theme. Understood. And here here comes the email, <laughs> but that's okay. Like I said, <laughs> no. like I said, this is meant to sort of invite discussion and or debate uh, because I think it's it's so subjective. The music is so subjective, and we, when we covered the music of the parks as one of the wonders of Walt Disney World, that's one of the things that we did all agree on. You know, some people might like wishes more than they like illuminations or vice versa. Or, or you might not like uh, Grim Grinning Ghosts, Oh, the Humanity. But it's so subject, And that's okay because everybody's list, list is different. And I'd love to hear some other people say, my God, man, how did you possibly leave off the suite from Reflections of China off that list? Because it's classic. Oh, <laughs> love that. I mean, I want to put We Go On. I know it's not an attraction per se, but I want to put it on the top ten list. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot that you can that you can argue. Um, I want to get put on there. The, <laughs> I want to put the three Caballeros on there. I know that's from the movie, but 
I so. still like it. So there is our um, our somewhat lengthy, <laughs> and forgive us for going long, but I, I think, again, because the music is so important, because it's so evocative, because it's so personal, and because it's just so darn fun to talk about, um, you know, I, I think it, it's this was a, a really fun list to try and come up with, and again, I think there's many subsets of the list that we can do separately as top tens. You know what's the coolest part about doing this list? I think with rare exception... And I think it was very late into the list. Food didn't come up. I don't remember mentioning. You mentioned a funnel cake somewhere along. I the know. Way. I think. I think I mentioned it. So and I glossed right over that. See, Did you see that? See how this subject just gets you going. You, that's you how important. That's how important. It's a testament to how important the mute. Mu- there you go. You ready? <laughs> Dare uh, I say, the music of Walt Disney World is more important to me. Get it out, Lou. Than no, the food. No. Yes. Yes, it no. is. It is. I would oh rather have I would rather have a CD than a funnel cake. <laughs> so there you go. I got to go return something. Hold on. <laughs> so anyway, um, a, a lot of fun doing this. But yes, I, I definitely want to hear from you, the listener, um, as to just how incredibly wrong Tim was about all of the things on his list. Um, no, but but I want to hear. Mickey Spellheart Magic, a whole new world. That was on my list. Uh, and a lot of those things would have been on my list. I had to. I specifically had to make a concerted effort to keep any other original music from outside the theme park off the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, <laughs> please um, either email me, post in the forums, call into the voicemail, um, let us know what you think are, are songs that you think belong on the list, or if you think that there's ones that that don't belong on the list, um, by all means, let us know. It's, um, I'm sure there's so many that aren't on the list. I, I'm sure. And somebody's going to say, Lou, how did you leave off? And I'm going to go, oh, God, how did I possibly uh. leave off that test track medley? So, Fantasy in the I Sky. I love Fantasmic. Oh, wait a minute. But see, it's not really an attraction. Or is it? Fantasmic. Well, I'm, I'm sticking We Go On on there, so you can, you yeah. can go I mean, ahead. You know, yeah. I, I, Fantasmic I had on. I took off. Fantasmic. Another awesome piece of music. Another awesome piece of music. So, again, there there are lots. There are lots, and we haven't even touched parades. So, uh, I will move uh, on. I'll move on. But uh, Tim, but <laughs> we didn't even talk about some of the music from Disneyland, which is exceptional too. The Indiana Jones music there is awesome. Anyway, Tim, <laughs> Bananas, Samantha, Foster, as always, my friend. Thank you so much. To find out more about Tim and his great work on the Guide to the Magic series of books, visit. Guide to the magic.com. And uh, of course, Tim and I put out Celebrations Magazine. You can visit Celebrations Press for more. Tim, of course, we have more top tens to come. Uh, we've got some pretty interesting things lined up for the future. So until then, thank you. Sayonara. The music from Japan. Love the Taiko drummers. Love the Taiko drummers. Little wasabi peas and green tea. There, see, I ended it with food. I let it go the whole time. 58 minutes in, I (laughs) ended. It's time for this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Contest. It's been a couple of weeks since our last contest, but I have to tell you, I'm very excited about this week's contest, not just because I think they're a lot of fun, but simply because of the prizes that I have to share this week. 
Now, I'll tell you in advance that while they are very cool, there are pros and cons to this week's prizes. And what do I mean? Well, some of the pros, again, these are very, very cool, very unique, and more than one person is going to win this week, and they can share this prize with friends or family. And no, it's not a can of wasabi peas. Now, the cons, well... It's because the prize is somewhat specific, and it probably can't be utilized, unfortunately, by every listener. And why? Well, thanks to Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel. You know her as the email person who answers emails with me, who can't seem to find her own signature sign-off. We've been able to secure tickets for not one, but two Disney shows on Broadway. The Little Mermaid and The Lion King. But that's not the best part either, because we have seats, and I mean really, really good seats, like Orchestra First 10 Rows for Friday, May 29th at 8 p.m. for Disney's The Little Mermaid, and Saturday, May 30th at 2 o'clock for The Lion King on Broadway. So, as I said, chances are... Listeners in Anchorage or Tokyo or Rome might not be able to use these, but if you're in the Northeast or are willing to plane, train, or automobile your way to the city, then these are for you. And again, here's more good news, because I don't just have two tickets or three tickets. I have multiple tickets for both shows. Again, big, big thanks. A lot of love to Becky for her help with these. So if you are a winner... Here's your option. You can have two tickets, or you can have four tickets, or if you have five or six in your family, you can have that many tickets as well. Not a problem. So this is how it's going to work. I'm going to ask you a series of Walt Disney World trivia questions. That stays the same as always. And as always, everybody who gets all five correct by the deadline will have their entry put into a giant pool from which I will randomly select a winner. Again, status quo from past contests. What is different is that in addition to your answers, I also need you to include your complete address and what show you would like and how many tickets you'll need. I'm going to need all of those things in order to have a complete entry. So here's the best part, because after I select the first winner randomly who chooses his or her show and the number of tickets... I'm going to keep selecting winners until all of the seats are gone. So we could have two winners or we could have 10 winners, all of who will be able to get tickets to the shows. Now, again, I just ask that when you enter, please only ask for as many seats as you'll need. No eBay, no scalping on the streets like George Costanza. Use only what you need share the rest with others and actually you're going to be sort of having a little unofficial WDW radio mini meet right there uh, in your orchestra seats on Broadway so everybody got that ready to go here are your five Walt Disney World trivia questions number one what was the name and proposed location for a magic themed restaurant in Walt Disney World at one point there was a magic themed restaurant that was going to be located in a Disney theme park. What was its name and where was it going to be located? Number two. On a recent Daily Disney Diary video that I posted, I completed a set of trivia questions 
as part of the Italian Liberation Day celebration at the Italy Pavilion in Epcot. After submitting my answers, I went to collect my prize, which I thought or hoped was going to be a cruise, but really was what? Number three, name all of the 3D films that have played in Walt Disney World's theme parks. Number four, when Pecos Bill's Tall Tale Inn and Cafe, home of the greatest hamburger on property, went through a refurbishment in 1998, it expanded and took over space occupied by another establishment. What was that establishment's name and what audio animatronic characters could once be found inside? Number five, final question. Tell me one place where you can still find a reference to Roger Rabbit in a Walt Disney World theme park. There are many, but all I need is one. So there you go. There are your five questions. No bonus question this week. You're going to have until 11.59 p.m. on Saturday, May 23rd, to email me your answer, your address, the show that you would like, and the number of tickets you request. Send those to Lou at WDWRadio.com. I will draw the winners. I will get those right out to you. Uh, This way you have them, obviously, in time. And, of course, I'll notify the winners directly, and I'll also announce them on next week's show. And a reminder, the two shows that we have tickets for are Friday, May 29th at 8 p.m. for The Little Mermaid on Broadway, and Saturday, May 30th for the 2 p.m. show of The Lion King, also on Broadway. Again, very, very huge, huge thanks to Becky Mankin and her team over at Mouse Fan Travel for providing these tickets this week. We really, really appreciate it. Excited for those of you that are going to be able to win. Remember, good luck and have fun. That's all the time we have this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. Big thanks. Go to my guest, Tim Foster. You can find out more about Tim's books over at GuideToTheMagic.com or our magazine, Celebrations, over at CelebrationsPress.com. Don't forget that the next WDW Radio Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World is going to take place Saturday, June 6th, over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, right in the middle of Star Wars weekends. That'll start at 1 p.m., probably go at least until 3, maybe a little bit later on. That will be over at the Sunset Ranch Market over on Sunset Boulevard on the left-hand side as you head on down towards the Tower of Terror. Figuring it may be crowded by the Echo Lake area where Star Wars Weekend's events are going on gives us a chance to just get together, meet each other, chat a little bit, maybe grab a bite to eat, and then who knows, maybe go and take part in some of the Star Wars Weekend's events. Uh, Jenna Regalia and RSVPs, not necessary, but if you can, let us know that you're coming by posting over in the forums or at the event page over on Facebook. I'll put links to both of those in this week's show notes, and I will have dates for July and August's Meets of the Month in Walt Disney World coming soon. To send me comments, feedback, or if you have a question you want answered on the show, email me at lou at wdwradio.com, or if you want to be heard on the air, you can call the toll-free voicemail line at 888-703-2171. If you aren't following me on Twitter, Head over to Twitter.com, get your free account. You can follow my instant updates, play games along the way, get my updates when I'm in Walt Disney World at Twitter.com slash Lou If you're on Facebook, come on by. 
Be my friend and join the WDW Radio Show group. Again, links to all those are going to be in the show notes as well as on the homepage of WDWRadio.com. I will be doing another WDW Radio live interactive audio and video chat soon. Definitely stay tuned. I'll post on Twitter, Facebook, and in the forums when that is going to be. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, especially, as always, Becky and her team over at Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider for all of your vacation planning needs, including Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, and so much more. Big, big thanks to Becky for contributing the tickets for the prizes this week for the trivia contest. Very much appreciated. Again, you can follow the link from WDW Radio over to mousefantravel.com. As always, if you like the show, please, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Review the show on iTunes. Come say hi on Facebook and join the fan page. And of course, please come by and join our fun, friendly, and very, very welcoming forums over at wdwradio.com. And of course, my friends, thanks, as always, to you for taking the time and for tuning in and for all your support. It means so very much to me. I really do appreciate it. So until next time, remember, always keep moving forward. Have a great week this week. See ya. Hey, Lou, it's Josh outside of Atlanta. I just wanted to call and let you know that I love the show. I look forward to it every week. Enjoy your books. and uh, just want to tell you that I really enjoyed the, um, the studio's podcast. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite ones uh, I think that you've ever done. Uh, it's just really neat that uh, you were able to talk about the history of it and I uh, just enjoyed it thoroughly and I uh, just want to say thank you and love the show and uh, keep up the good work. Hey Lou, Glenn from Alabama just listening to your uh, podcast this week about the character meet and greets. Uh, enjoying it as always. Thanks for all the great work that you do and I just wanted to reiterate the point made about the Epcot character spot. I did not go to Disney World this past uh, spring um, to meet characters. Thought I wouldn't want to get into it that much at all, but I did have two small children, and we did stand in line for the Epcot character spot. Um, I think we probably waited about 45 minutes, but it was well well worth the wait to see uh, the Fab Five uh, just back-to-back. They were able to spend time with, with us. Uh, you know, not a whole lot, but, but, but enough. And uh, I would uh, just uh, highly recommend the Epcot character spot to anyone um, who thinks that they might want to meet uh, some characters, especially, like I said, the, the Fab Five. Uh, just thought I'd throw in that two cents. Appreciate it. Thanks to Chuck as well. Bye-bye. Hey, Lou. This is a call from me, John Beale, and from Zanzel, Indiana, um, in response to your what is your favorite collection or your favorite, you know, piece that you've gotten back from your, maybe just, I guess your favorite souvenir. And, um, you know, my favorite would be, you know, just all of the little, like, freebie or, you know, pins and buttons that you get. Like, um, especially the Walt or the, the Disney World Conservation Fund buttons, you know, because those are things that I um, still even wear around at home. Like on Earth Day and Arbor Day, I wear my uh, wildlife uh, conservation fund buttons around and my I'm celebrating button you know, those are some of the favorite things because the things that you got in the parks and they're free and it is kind of they're kind of almost they summarize your experience what you had so 
It's not, you know, one of the big expensive things. It's almost the freebie things or with your donation of a dollar or more to the conservation fund. But, you know, that's, that's my favorite. Those are my favorite souvenirs. Just this little buttons that you can take back with you and almost a reminder of the times that you did have in the parks. So, all right. Love the show. Bye. Hey, Lou. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Lou, it's Josh. Um, I wanted to say that I am more than happy with the show. I just listened to it for the sixth time, and I really like it. Um, I like all the music that you played. I especially like um, the dramatic climax music. Uh, I like the Muppets. Do, 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 do. And uh, I also like the um, Star Tours. Uh, Tatooin. No, I, I still don't know how to say it. But, um, Lou, I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. I'd be more than happy to do it anytime. Just call me up and I'll do it. Uh, you know, I, I decided it's the least I could do is take time out of my busy schedule to come on the show. To come on the show. So, um, everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, see ya. Bye. Lou, we're here at uh, Tatooine Traders outside of Star Tours. We just wanted to call and let you know. As we were doing the backlot tour, the uh, cast member that introduced everybody starts off her introduction by saying, Congaloosh! Her name was Heidi. Just wanted to throw kudos out to Heidi for uh, remembering the good old days. And uh, just wanted to say hi again from the parks. This is Terry from Pittsburgh. Lou, have a great day. Hi, Lou. This is Dick up in North Carolina, New Hampshire. You met my son at your May meet. He's the one, as I may say, gets it. He's got it since he was went there when he was four years old. Long-time listener from way back on the old show. And I really want to thank you for the special gift that he had brought back to me that you helped him get from you. Thank you very much. Keep up the good work. Bye now. Hey, Lou. It's Scott Muller from New Hampshire. I met you at the meet and greet in Adventureland last weekend. Um, you signed the picture for my father. It was greatly appreciated. He uh, almost cried. Uh, I thought it was uh, pretty special. I had an unfortunate happening. I, uh, for some reason, I my pictures got deleted between my camera and my computer. I was downloading them after the trip, so I lost a picture of you and I, but my father and I have already said that him and I are going to make a trip one time so he can go down to meet you, and I'll get that picture taken again. But I do appreciate the gifts you gave me and to my father. And I appreciate all you do. Thanks a lot, Lou. Bye-bye. Hi there, Lou. This is Laura and... Valerie. And we are calling in with a food report from the Animal Kingdom. First of all, the egg rolls at the Yakiniti Counter Service, so much better than the Adventureland egg rolls. I'm sorry, but they just are. Yes, research trip, Valsa. <laughs> and we just did the picnic in the park. And we were very impressed with the food. It was all delicious. There were very large portions. Even Steve had trouble vacuuming it all up. And uh, and we got to keep the bag, the, the shopping bag. So it was very successful. And uh, that's our food report for the day. Oh, the water bottles were the small water bottles instead of the large ones. That was a little disappointing. It's not enough drink for an adult. But, yes, for the amount of food, that was right. So that's our food report from Animal Kingdom. See ya. 
Hey, Lou. Uh, this is Keith Shetty from Long Island, New York, uh, DisneyNet68 on the forum. Uh, my wife and I are here in uh, Walt Disney World. Today is Thursday, May 15th. Uh, we're here to celebrate our sixth wedding anniversary uh, tomorrow, May 16th, and we're in the Magic Kingdom today. Uh, an absolutely beautiful day. Uh, bummer that the uh, TTA and both Space Mountain are down, but other than that, it's been an incredible day. We saw your good friend push the trash can, didn't get to speak to him, but we saw him. Um, we're just having a blast here. We're here until uh, next Friday, so we still have uh, plenty of time left. So I just thought I'd give you a call. Love the show, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Thanks, Lou. Have a good one. Hi, Lou. This is Ryan from Georgia. I want to say thank you for doing such a good job with the podcast. Me and my mom listen to it every week. It comes out, and we go walking around our subdivision. And it's helping us plan for our 16th trip to uh, Walt Disney World, where we're going to celebrate my high school graduation. Um... And I want to wish my mom a uh, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Darlene. Lucy Blue on the board. And you were totally right. Today is my 40th birthday, and there's nothing wrong with that. I feel wonderful. It's a magical day. The sun is out, and it is going to be a wonderful evening. I had lots of surprises at work from the girls, and my husband and my family are taking out to dinner. And in a couple weeks, we'll be down in Disney. Excited. Yay. And we'll be at your meet on June 6th, so can't wait to see you guys. Talk to you later. Thanks again for all you do. Bye. Hi, Lou. Uh, This is Katie Kirk uh, from Austin, Texas. And uh, or Neverland 23 on the forums, and I just got through uh, listening to show 117 uh, about the just going through uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios or MGM as we all know it. And um, I just loved all the detail that you guys you know covered, and I just love you know going through the park. And I mean that's how I grew through the park. You know you guys had a certain whimsical attitude and just noticing all these details that the Imagineers, you know, love to throw in, and I know that it's good to look back at that and notice such beautiful artistry and details in everything that the Imagineers have, you know, have to offer, and I really, really do want to let them know that we appreciate what they do and all the details that they put into their parks. It's truly amazing. Just, I just want to let you know to keep up the good work, love the show. And I uh, hope to see you in Disney World in July. Or you can do a mo- month of the meet or <laughs> ma- meeting of the month. Um, talk to you guys later. Have a magical day. Goodbye. Hey, Lou, it's Josh. Um, I already called you once, but this is important, and you need to play it on the show. So I was calling to tell you that I just listened to the beginning of the show because you know, obviously, I just fast forward to hear my soothing voice. Uh, and I needed to tell you that I have a complaint. A few weeks ago on your Daily Disney Diary, you were talking about rides that shouldn't be refurbished or changed or anything. And uh, I know you said this is just a rumor, but if it comes true, I don't know, it probably won't just be the same. And I'm talking about Star Tours. It's going to change to Star Tours 2.0, or it might, at least. I don't know, you just said it was a rumor, but... I don't know, it just, I still like to have um, Rex there and everything, voiced by Paul Rubens, and I like to, the whole, uh, you gotta get to uh, the moons of Endor and everything. I like the storyline, I especially love the queue, and I just, I don't really want him to change it that much. 
You know, it's just not right. It's kind of like Tim not being afraid of the barnstormer. It's just not natural. So, um, everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show, and bye. Hi, Lou. This is Missy up in Alaska. I'm Diva Ostrich on the forums, and um, every once in a while I'll pop up as substitutionary locomotion Missy. Hey! <laughs> Um, I was calling in about a couple things. I kind of wait until a few weeks have passed, and then I have a few things to say. Um, I went to my first trip to Disneyland in March on spring break. Wow, not going in that time again. Very busy. But I grew up around Disney World, so my first trip to Disneyland, and it was great. I went on It's a Small World, and I really I didn't want to know. I, I don't like to know ahead of time when there's a new attraction and things have been changed, so I didn't look online and, and spoil any of the surprises, but wow, it was amazing. I really wasn't expecting much, you know. I love It's a Small World. You go on it a lot growing up, and even as an adult, I, you know, we've all been on it, but wow, it was vivid. The colors were vivid, um, just gorgeous inside, and the new additions with the music, uh, well, I, I guess, I, you know what, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't been on it, but it was just seamless. It was gorgeous. I was excited when I got off. My girls turned around beaming and, you know, saying, we want to go again. It was it was just wonderful. So just wanted to comment on It's a Small World at Disneyland after the refurb. Gorgeous. Um, next, I wanted to talk about the land, uh, the DSI investigation. That was really, really good. You know, I just, you take for granted the land over the years, but being uh, born in Orlando in 1981, I was destined to become a child of Epcot and grew up going there quite a bit, my favorite park. But anyway, the land, last time we were there, um, my father-in-law, who's from Alaska, and I, I took him into the land, and he has had a greenhouse up here for 25 years, and he got a lot of inspiration from going on the behind-the-seeds tour there at the land. He absolutely loved it, took back some ideas up here and has incorporated them into the business. So, you know, we just can't discount the land even after this long. It's, it's a wonderful attraction. But uh, lastly, I wanted to say uh, Josh, who's been leaving the voicemails on, on, the, on the line here, he is such an inspiration, that little guy. Or not guy. He, I can't say little. Um, I feel like I'm 12 still <laughs> inside, so I'm not going to discount that. But gosh, what, what a dreamer. And I just wanted to give him a little bit of inspiration because gosh, he's given me a lot. Whenever I was uh, nine. I won. Well, I grew up in Orlando, and I, I was a recipient of the Disney's Dreamer Endure Award at my school. And you know, it's I've done a lot of dreaming over the years, a ton of dreaming. Um, but listening to Josh and and of course Lou, you're such an inspiration. It really inspired me to start doing again instead of just dreaming. So my ultimate goal has been to be a a voice actor. <laughs> Listen to my voice shaking here. I can't even. <laughs> do a phone call without being nervous, but hey, we can get over those things, can't we? But to go to be a, my ultimate dream would be a voice character on uh, a Disney movie, singing and speaking. But you know, I'll settle for being a performer again at Disney World. I love, I loved making the magic come alive there. That was one of the best points of my life. But anyway, long message, long-winded, but love, love your show. Can't wait for it every week. Um, love following me on Twitter. That's always a nice nice thing to, to get inspired um, by the hour. So thanks for what you do, and you'll probably hear from me again when I have a lot to say at one time. Thanks, Lou. Bye-bye. 